If you're looking to maintain peak brain health, I'd like to introduce you to a cutting-edge new brain support formula from my friends at Thorne, Cinequel. If you're recovering from a head injury or play contact sports, you should pay special attention. Cinequel is formulated with the best research nutrients that support healthy brain structure and cognitive function. Cinequel's active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and help protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of certain nutrients for shorter-term post-impact support. For more information and to purchase Cinequel, just go to drhoffman.com slash thorn. There, you'll also find some of my other favorite thorn products. That's drhoffman.com slash thorn for the essential nutritional brain support formula, Cinequel. Welcome back to today's edition of Q&A with Layla. It's our weekly intelligent medicine broadcast wherein we answer your questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. We've got a full mailbag of questions. Yep. So let's hit it. From Marianne, dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, I heard your very compelling podcast about Clearly quite a while ago. My husband and I finally had the test. So let's so, explain what it is. Yeah. Okay, so there is... so. When you try to predict cardiovascular risk, you can look at cholesterol, you can look at HDL, you can look at triglycerides, you can slice and dice at six ways to Sunday, LDL yeah. subclasses, particle size, uh, homocysteine, LP little a, ApoB, mm -hmm. uh, look at blood sugar, look at your family history, did you smoke, You know what's your waist to hip ratio, but really, yeah. ultimately, what's going to tell you if you are destined to have heart disease? is looking inside your arteries. Yes. And we can do it invasively via cardiac catheterization. You don't want to do that because that's yeah. a big deal. And we can do it non-invasively. <clears throat> First test that was available for that came around 20-some years ago, which was the coronary calcium scoring. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, was, uh, was devised by radiologists mm -hmm. uh, who wrote the... Uh, the uh, South Beach Diet. Author Agatson. It's, so yeah. you get it. Uh, yeah. You get an Agatson score, mm -hmm. and the score ranges from zero to you know yeah. in the thousands. Uh, we just saw a patient who uh, had some risk. We did the test. She had a ten. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of risk, but not much. Not a biggie. Mm -hmm. You know, so she could take a statin, not take a statin. Yes. Not going to make a big difference for her. So, but but here's the criticism of that test. Mm -hmm. It is only discerning hard calcific plaque. Yes. So that may be literally the tip of the iceberg because there may be plaque lurking that is not picked up on that test that is soft plaque. And it turns out that soft plaque is actually worse than hard plaque. Yeah. That hard plaque is kind of, uh, it's kind of set there in place. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, as you pointed out in the past, like spackle. It actually yeah, yeah, yeah. protects the arterial wall to some extent because mm -hmm. if it accumulates to too much of a degree, it creates blockage. Yeah. By the way, this test does not tell you whether you have blockage. The tests that tell you whether you have blockage are uh, uh, coronary angiograms, which yes. we'll get to, which yeah. will actually show narrowing. This test doesn't speak to narrowing. No. So it, so the, the flaw that some people point out is they say, well, okay, what if you have a, if you have a low score, you still might have a risk because yeah. you might have a lot of soft, vulnerable plaque right. that is 
has the potential to ulcerate or attract platelets and you get a blood clots. Mm. So that's the what the critics of that test point out as mm. limitations. Yeah. But I got to say, you got a zero score. Yeah. You're in a clover usually. Like it you maybe less than 1% of people with a zero score go on to have a coronary event. Right. Right. Um on my husband's test, they found something else. Degenerative changes in the thoracic uh, spine. So, is this serious? Okay, hold on. So here's what the problem is. Hmm. Anytime you do a test, an imaging test, say... You're going to see everything. Yeah, they're going to see everything, and you're going to get what are called incidentalomas. Uh-huh. They're incidental findings, which they have to comment on because they're radiologists, Yeah. and they have liability. And they're supposed to point these things. <laughs> like, we're looking at your heart. But, oh, by the way, while we're at it, you know, we do see some changes in your spine. Hmm. And then that creates undue alarm, sometimes the need for additional tests. Yeah. And uh, so, bring up, we had somebody. Yeah. We had somebody who had, mm-hmm. she had some hip pain, so they imaged her hip, and then they found something in her kidney, and then they did, like, a whole bunch of, like, studies on the kidney, and it turned out to be nothing. Right. It yeah. was a sister or something. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't anything yeah. that was going to... So, degenerate, okay. And she says, Marianne says, I'm almost 63. My report said atelectasis. So, Did so, I pronounce that right? Yeah, so what's, what's interesting yeah. in this comment is they don't tell us what the heart results were. In well, the okay. So, wait, wait, wait yeah. before you get to that, the first thing is you got, you're going to image somebody who's, you know, uh, 60 plus. They're mm-hmm. going to have what are called DJD, you mm-hmm. know, degenerative joint disease or neuro or degenerative changes in the spine yeah it's like the spine gets a little bit arthritic as you mm-hmm. age it just does so it's an age-related thing it is not to be worried about it's all it's like acne in a teenager it's like yeah ubiquitous right you know? right 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 my clearly reports a stage one atherosclerosis but the agates the the agats the agatson score is zero i can't talk today uh percentile wait, wait, wait. agatson yeah. score is zero is zero, zero is very good yeah, but the but clearly the, score yeah. is stage so one the, atherosclerosis. So what they found is this is this points up the, the subtleness of the the, of the nuanced uh, ability of this test, yeah. which is a CT angiogram to which you apply the clearly software. Yeah. And that uh, actually can show... Okay, so what's, what's the big deal here? What is the... Now, a test is only as good as the guidance that it gives you. So yes. what does that mean? Does it mean with a zero score you're going to go on a statin because you have some vestige of changes in your in your wall, your yeah. arterial wall? I don't know. Well, she's concerned about this other bit of news. Uh, my report said atelectasis is present within the right middle lobe and left lingua. Is okay, this so, serious? No. So what it means is that there's just some like uh, uh, compression of the lung. Oh. Atelectasis means like some. Okay. Let's say. Um, like a bronchiectasis. Well, atelectasis means there's a little bit of, let's say, um, you know, this is something that I do. Like I, I, I shove my uh, shirts in my closet in my city apartment. And, uh, you know, I have too many shirts, you know, from the days where I used to dress up to go to the office. I don't do that anymore. But like, yeah. I just shove them in there, I shove them in there. And it comes out and there's like, Oh man, there's like a wrinkle in my shirt because I. Sh- yeah. So that's a little bit uh, what ad- atelectasis is. It's like compression, usually at the lung base, mm-hmm. where there's a little bit of compression. Now it could be an indicative of previous infection, um, you know, like a mild 
bronchitis yeah. or even a pneumonia, atelectasis can occur, but it's not a biggie. Mm-hmm. And it's not certainly not you know, a sign of cancer or something that has to be pursued. It's mm-hmm. just, it is. It is. It is. It is. It is an incidental finding. Gotcha. There you go, Marianne. Now, how come mm-hmm. this person's doctor could not explain that to her, and she has to write in to, to Honestly, show yeah. to have that explained to her? Right. Why right. can't that be explained? Yeah. Or put well, into context. Exactly. That's a great question. And, and Marianne, yeah, do you I find follow that this up is with so them? much of what I do in medicine. So, for example, you, you didn't see the you patient to today, but I saw the patient, and she had yes. like an echocardiogram, and it shows this little abdomen around it, that little abdomen around it, this, this heart is a little enlarged, this is, this, this is a little bit of, uh, of, of um, um, uh, you know, some... Ejection fractions and, well, and leaky ejection valves. Fractions like slightly leaky valves. But you know, I said, yeah. look, you're 70 years old, you know, you were very overweight. Under our regimen, this person lost 50 pounds almost. Yes. Uh, she, I said, when you're schlepping around all that weight for so many years, your heart maybe got a little bit stressed and enlarged. So that yeah. they, they said that there's a little bit of enlargement of the atrium and the ventricle. And, you know, and it got her all bent out of shape to oh, see that. And she yeah. says, what's wrong with my heart? Yeah. And I, she said, my, my primary care wants me to go to a cardiologist. I said, fine, go to a cardiologist. It's probably say the same thing I said, which is, Great, you know, you lost all the weight. You're on a you're on an exercise program. She's cycling and she's playing pickleball. Yes, and you yeah. know, it's that's the best thing you can do. Like, Absolutely. and and this could be an indication of blood pressure because that will enlarge heart. But her blood pressure is normal, so mm-hmm. fine. By the way, person also just uh, went from a hemoglobin A1C of eleven to under six now, which is fantastic. So uh, we reverse diabetes all the time. Yes, it's like it's so routine. Reversible. You know, twelve. You don't have to just manage it. Eleven, twelve. It Versus. doesn't bother me. Right. It doesn't right. bother me. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. Okay, Marianne, thank you for that. We've got an email from Steve. Hi, Layla and Dr. Hoffman. I sometimes like just a touch of sweetness in my tea or coffee. I'd like your opinion on which sweetener is best. Okay. Stevia, organic honey. So, so maple by the way, syrup. I just did a I did a uh, mm-hmm. feature on my show. Uh-huh. about the effects of putting a small amount of sugar into your coffee or tea. Big study, I don't know, 80,000 individuals, and the net effect was nil on their health, their risk of diabetes, their risk of heart disease. What's a small amount? Oh, like a teaspoon. Oh. I mean, How many times a, a day? How well, many times well, that's a good, that's a good point. I think... It, if we so drink I, 15 cups th- of tea my a day, My criticism of the study was... Yeah. They didn't quantify it. They didn't, you know, so it, it's, it, I mean, it can add up. And you yeah. know that it can make all the difference in the world for someone with diabetes. Absolutely. You just say, stop using sugar. Yeah. But on average, so when I, I, I use a little stevia, but mm-hmm. you know, if I run out of stevia and I'm in a place where there's no stevia and it's like, I like a cup of tea in the morning. This is my new habit. I think it's really healthy because yeah. it's polyphenols and all that stuff. Yes. So I'll have Earl Grey tea or like Irish breakfast tea or, you know, Scotch breakfast tea. Yes. Or English breakfast tea. They're all Those like... teas are beautiful. Ceylon tea, whatever. Yeah. You know, I like it. and But I like a little sweetened. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't have stevia, yeah. you know, I'm not going to put in Splenda. It's <laughs> right. toxic. You're just going to drink it straight up. Oh, no. You're not going to. I'm going to put a little sugar. Uh, the packets oh, of sugar right, that right, are right, sitting right. on the table. Yeah. I could use a half packet. Right. Is it going to kill me? I don't have diabetes. No. I'm very active. It's okay. Will it? Will it perpetuate my craving for sugar? Yeah, a little bit. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. But now that doesn't happen to everybody. Yeah. But for some, yeah. So, 
net net, mm-hmm. it's not the biggest problem. But you know, you see patients with problems, and yeah. you might say, hey, and they get triggered by it. Yeah, they get tri- triggered, and especially first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Ah. Not the be- best idea for somebody who is triggered right. or who has a lot of false hunger but, and craving. But but if, like this weekend, um, I uh, woke up, had some tea, put a little sugar in it, mm-hmm. and then cycled 18 and a half miles there over mountainous terrain, over a thousand feet of climb. More than burnt off. I think so. Yeah. I didn't feel so bad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Very good. But, what? Yeah. So, what about what are your favorite sweeteners now that are uh, substitutes? Would you like allulose these days? Uh, allulose was something. I think the jury is still a little bit out on that. Stevia would be one. Organic honey or local honey would be good, especially if you've got a sore throat or something like that. Uh, maple syrup, not so much. Monk fruit is lower on the glycemic index, but I say overall. Look, I will put some cream and sugar in my coffee four times a year as a dessert after dinner yeah, yeah. if we're out with friends and go, oh, yum. Yeah. But otherwise I drink my coffee black. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And in the morning and no at oh, no other time. I mean as it's just you can't see this folks, but I have a cup of decaf here. Yeah. And I just yeah. I I've trained myself to drink it black. Yeah. But you know, when you go to a place like Starbucks, I mean I sometimes go to Starbucks at an airport or something like that or like black decaf. They look at me like what? Are you sure? Like nothing, N- nothing in it. I mean, even they. Like, like a, I think they overroast mocha frappe. Exactly. I know. mean, it's so roasted and so burnt tasting. You have to doctor it up. I, I tell people, stop making your coffee so strong. Stop opting for that coffee if you need to doctor it up to make it palatable. Right. Well, I have to say that I really yeah. like it. Like I don't like Starbucks I, at all. I like the really, you know. Roasted. You like you know, you're you're a, you're a you're a robust. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm more medium roast. Yeah, I don't like yeah. it watery. Yeah. No, not watery. No, 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 no. It's got to be nice and dark, but not. Yeah. So stevia is a possibility. Organic honey, monk fruit, maple what about syrup. Xylos? I wouldn't do so uh, Xylitol. Xylitol. Xylitol is fine. Be careful. It can have a laxative effect. Yeah. Don't as you. can any of the sugar alcohols. Right. Xylitol, sorbitol, maltitol, maltitol. all of those. Erythritol, yeah, which is found in there's a combo thing, yeah. stevia, it's a stevia com- and, a, and an erythritol. Truvia thing. is it Truvia? It's called Truvia. Yeah, I think that's the green packet. Yeah, that's the green Truvia, packet, which is yeah. And then there was a yeah. story about erythritol, you know, like being you know dangerous, cardiovascular risk and everything. But I just I yeah. didn't really like the science behind that. And, no, you know, if you have it like occasionally, like, right? It's not. I don't think a big right. One. So, Steve, a touch of sweetness in your tea and coffee from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. Choose it. Choose it and do it. Yeah. You know? The bigger things to worry about. Yeah. Okay. Um, good point at which to pause and acknowledge our sponsors. Listen up. I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, which regulates many of our most critical bodily functions, such as learning and memory, emotional processing, sleep, temperature and pain control, and inflammatory and immune responses. The CBD brand that I take and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their Reserve Collection, a sleep gummy. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, including THC. Rich and bold, the Reserve Collection products are for when intense support is needed. Reserve sleep gummies build on their unique 
reserve collection formula with effective sleep-focused ingredients to better prepare you for bed each night. Wake up feeling refreshed, energized, and ready to take on the day with reserve sleep gummies. All of Plus CBD's products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection, Sleep Gummies. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a free resource to you. And uh, just an announcement, uh, also this holiday season, uh, you know, there's this uh, big holiday coming up. I'm not talking Thanksgiving. It's called Black Friday. Yeah. Followed by one of America's favorite holidays, which is Cyber Monday. Yes, yes. And you've got to buy, buy, buy stuff. <laughs> but while you're buying stuff, uh-huh. give some consideration to your health. Yes. And take advantage of our Black Friday Cyber Monday sale. We're doing it too. And my online full script supplement dispensary. Uh, it's uh, safe, secure, includes world-class customer service. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com and get 10% off and free shipping for five days only, from November 24th through 28th. 24th, I think it's Friday. Yeah. Uh, so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But it says five and days. And Tuesday. Oh, and Tuesday. And Tuesday. Oh, okay. 28th is Tuesday. Okay, great. So from Friday the 24th through Tuesday the 28th. That's dearhoppinstore.com. That's a great weekend of shopping, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't max out your credit card. Though, right. Because that's right. going to cause you stress. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we've got a question here from Miriam. Ever since I turned 65, the medical world has been pushing a variety of vaccines on me. At my doctor's appointment last week, my doctor... They keep proliferating, don't they? Yeah. 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 At my doctor's appointment last week, my doctor pushed the flu, COVID, shingles, (laughs) pneumonia, HPV, (laughs) 65, and tetanus shots, all of which I refused. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. Take take them all at once? I can see like some rationale for those things where... Okay. Older people are more prone to these other conditions, shingles, sure. pneumonia, pneumonia flu, yeah, flu, COVID. Mm-hmm. But HPV, it's like, are, are you serious? Yeah. And tetanus, that's what done once every 10 years. Tetanus is what, or something pretty right. much when you get an injury. Yeah. Um, so I would not... So before you step on a rusty nail, Miriam, right. get your tetanus. No, no, no. But no, no, what, no typically yeah. when they address an injury... Yeah. You know, you come in and you say, um, I, whatever, you know, I've got a laceration or something like that. They'll give you a yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, so, and that usually lasts for many, many years. Yeah. And I think, I once looked this up, I think there were about five or eight cases of tetanus in the United States hmm. um, in, in, in the entire year, you know. Uh, what's interesting is that um, in my family, there is a, a, a terrible story of uh, a uh, there was a, a bonfire that they had. I think it was like Halloween bonfire, mm-hmm. and this was supposed to be in like in the nineteen teens. And the younger sister of uh, one of my uh, ancestors, like a great uncle or something, um, had um, her her gown caught on fire, and she had very terrible burns. Oh. And so she kind of languished uh, for a while in the hospital, and then she developed tetanus. And that's tetanus did her in because there was no 
vaccine at the time, or if it had been developed, it wasn't, she, yeah. she did not get it. So she actually died of tetanus from the uh, injuries that she received in the fire, that it, yeah. it allowed tetanus to penetrate her skin. Terrible. A very terrible way to die. Terrible. Um, so the, uh, okay, so let's talk about this. The vaccines. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I mean, HPV, I mean, you know, I mean, unless, I, I can't see reason to have HPV, even if you have cervical dysplasia, is it indicated for a 65-year-old to have, who has, maybe yeah. they test positive for HPV, because a lot of women carry the, the mm -hmm. virus, will it prevent cervical cancer once you're 65? Right. It's more right. like prevent it, you know, it give it, it's given to adolescence. Yeah. I'm really, you know, I gotta say, uh, there are a lot of side effects to the HPV vaccine, but... Cervical cancer is... A, We've seen a couple. Yeah. They, in young women. And I'm not happy with that vaccine. No. Yeah. Uh, I I'm selective about vaccines. I mm -hmm. think that vaccines are a boon that we you know, have eradicated smallpox, thank and, God. And may I also say... Polio. Yeah. Before, before, my, before my husband started construction on our house, I made him go get a tetanus shot. Oh, that's... A, I said, you go now. Oh, you get a tetanus shot. Just, uh, people, people who are contractors <clears> who work in that business... Here's, this is a terrible story, but uh, we were remodeling our kitchen when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And as so often happens, it just dragged on and on and yeah. on. <laughs> and my mother began cursing the contractor, cursing him, like cursing him with the mm. worst curses that she could muster <laughs> in French and, and you know, uh -huh. English, what, you know, like a polyglot of curses. And we subsequently learned that he'd stepped on a rusty nail and died of tetanus. Oh, no. 1950s, maybe early 60s. Wow. Okay. Well, so anyway, well. it's, it's real. For, yeah. con for people involved in the construction trades, Absolutely. it's very real. Yeah. You know, you get an injury where there's dirt, there's spores uh, that can be there. That can go in. Okay, exactly. so going back. Uh, so, you know, I would say, and I do advise patients on this. I get a lot of questions about this, the COVID and the flu especially, yeah. um, but also the shingles. Is that uh, getting them together? Maybe the, you, there's this thing now with Travis Kelsey, who's like you know the uh, uh, tight end, who's um, dating Taylor Swift. He plays for Kansas City. Oh my god! We don't even you can't talk about football without Taylor Swift anymore. Right. Well, this is the, I, and actually, I don't watch football. And I my, know this. One of my least favorite things is like he sold out to Pfizer, uh, oh. to where he has like a commercial with two band aids on you know, where he's got the COVID shot and the flu shot. Problem is, is that that increases the risk for adverse reactions. It somewhat increases the risk for strokes in seniors. Mm. So I'm thinking if you want to take those shots, take them separately, please. Yeah. I know it's a convenience to the doctors and it, you know, already. people don't go to the doctor enough. So they say, well, let's do them both at one yeah. time. Please don't do that. Yeah. Um, I generally, I. I will suggest COVID shots and flu shots sometimes for diabetics who are poorly controlled sure. because it can really send them in a tizzy when they get a viral illness or people are very immunosuppressed. Yes. Unfortunately, the people, the very people who they're supposed to protect don't respond that well to the vaccines because they mm -hmm. don't have an intact immune system. Mm. So I'm you know, agnostic about flu shot. I'm not a big fan of the new COVID boosters because COVID is relatively mild in healthy people now. And yeah. I think the downsides are worse than the small degree of protection, if any, that it affords. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to shingles, 
Uh, I haven't personally taken the shot. I think shingles can be a really bad thing. Um, mm -hmm. And the shot is pretty much effective, but yeah. I do notice that, uh, uh, you know, uh, our uh, receptionist took it and yeah. she, she was so hammered by it. I said, next time, you know, she have to, you have to take two. It's a series. I said, next time you take it, take, please take it on a week when I'm not in the office. I'm on vacation because you, you might not be able to come to work the wow. next few days. Yeah. So, you know, there's a bit of a downside in terms of the reactions, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, Shingles can be devastating. Uh, I personally made a decision not to take it. Yeah. Although I'm eligible, I'm 71. Yeah. Um, and then there's the pneumonia shot. And the pneumonia shot, you know, for people with respiratory problems, makes sense. Yes. There's some people who are immunosuppressive. People have had a splenectomy. They're very prone to pneumonia. They're, it's highly recommended that they get. Mm -hmm. uh, if your spleen is has been taken out due yeah. to a medical condition like uh, ITP, or mm -hmm. uh, which is the platelet disorder, or uh, some it, kind of trauma. Trauma, like a, a, it's one of the first organs that ruptures and it, it has to be removed in a uh, uh, in an automobile trauma. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you don't have spleen. Please get the new pneumonia vaccine. Yeah. Or if you're got bad lungs, get the pneumonia vaccine. It's fine. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm kind of selective about it. I, yeah. I don't, th you know, like to be anti-vax per se. Mm -mm. Um, also, I think, you know, there's this thing about RFK is anti-vax. I think he is, um, it, he has a more nuanced approach than that, I think. Uh, I think he is, he's more about informed consent. Informed consent. And there needs to be study and there needs to be discussion yeah. and debate and that science is never settled. Yeah. And he, he, it's funny, he has a, a learning disabled son uh, who, uh, so he, I think his, that is, he has a personal concern about mm -hmm. the potential adverse effects of vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. So, Miriam, there you have it. Dr. Hoffman's view on those vaccines. Okay. It's really, it's one of those third rail issues for a doctor, though, because I'm really departing from the uh, mainstream recommendations about vaccination. And many doctors in the know are offering flu shots without the tamarosol added. Mm -hmm. The tamarosol is a preservative that contains mercury. That's an option, yeah. So there is that out there for those who are, want the protection but aren't sure about everything else that comes with that. We've got a question here. I don't have a name, but they're asking no about grounding. Does it help? Okay, so this is uh, something that's been espoused, especially uh, popularized by Dr. the late Dr. Stephen Sinatra, who used to like to walk barefoot, you know, especially yeah. on grassy surfaces, with the idea that there's some sort of um, native electromagnetic yeah, field yeah, that's yeah. beneficial. Yeah, that it's somehow, and I just found, like, I tremendously respect him, and he is yes. uh, a brilliant guy. Unfortunately, we lost him too yeah. young. Uh, who I think really revolutionized the world of uh, functional cardiology. medicine or integrative cardiology. Yeah, yeah. But of, of interest was he had very diverse interests. He was very interested in uh, psychoanalysis and psychotherapy because he thought that was really a heart connection, like a very important part of So he actually went Absolutely. and got uh, uh, you know, certified as a therapist Mm -hmm. uh, through a rigorous training program, kudos to him for doing that, you know, amid a busy practice. Um, and then he 
was touting the benefits of grounding. Yeah. So, I mean, I like to walk barefoot in the grass. That's the way to do it, walk barefoot in the grass. It's good. Yeah. I don't know. And on the it, beach and I don't so know forth. if it has, like, a really, you know, according to this theory about the electromagnetic fields. Yeah, the native EMF is good for us, whereas the non-native... Connecting with the Earth. Yeah, it's connecting, connecting with, with the Earth. Earth. Yeah. As opposed to the non-native EMF, which is our yeah. 5G and intra- all the wireless and it's everything It's kind of else. paleo. It's yeah. kind of paleo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Hmm. Uh, you know, you ever see the people with the dogs walking with the little booties on their feet? Oh, people, stop dressing them up like they're your children. Well, what, what, but they're <laughs> preventing their, their, their dogs from getting the benefits of grounding. Yeah. However, I must say that they put so darn much salt and junk on the pavement True. that I don't think I really want my dog to come in after, you know, walking around on New York City sidewalks. Right. Besides my damage to the paws, the salt is actually sure. deleterious. Yeah. So, you know, but, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't want to walk barefoot on the New York City sidewalk. sidewalk. Don't ever do that. You're not going to get grounded there or anything. I have so, to say that as, uh-huh. as a kid, uh-huh. uh, my summer routine was to grab a transistor radio, throw a towel over my shoulder, and walk barefoot to the beach. Yes. Uh, which was, I lived on 11th Street, so it was 11 blocks to the beach wow. in Southern California. Very nice. In Santa Monica, California. And so, notwithstanding that there was dirt, broken glass, uh-huh. oh, and, you know, but... I guess I toughened my feet. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Not that if, I don't know that I would condone that if I had a young child these days, though. Yeah, probably not safe. You want them to get their tetanus shot. shot. (laughs) Coming back to the tetanus (laughs) shot. That's what I would do. Folks, the theme of today's show is get your tetanus shot. shot. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, grounding. Okay, so uh, mm-hmm. that's about all the time we have, but uh, give us a preview of what we're going to talk about next week, because we have a couple of extra questions we're going to get to. What do you think about these health groups that are offering stem cell injections, and even will bring them to you at home via their mobile van? Wait a minute. I'm going to talk about that, because that, that's compelling to me. That's, and the reason that I'm going to address week. that... No, actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about it now. Oh, okay. okay. This is like your bonus round here. This is your bonus? Okay. okay. So I actually uh, interviewed an orthopedist yesterday, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was, it was great. Uh, he, his name is Dr. Alan Resnick, and he's top orthopedist at Yale. And, you know, he wrote a book about uh, elbow and knee problems. Mm-hmm. And But he, we had a wide-ranging discussion. And one of the things I talked to him about was stem cells, because they're touted for joint repair. Yeah. And... Uh, he so he described how the right way to do it is mm-hmm. is you take stem cells and you can extract them from the bone marrow. Yeah, you know, and typically what they do is it's a little bit it's painful. Fair. They'll stick uh, a uh, needle in your breastbone or in your uh, thigh bone, your hip bone, and extract some bone marrow, and then uh, they will send it to a lab, mm-hmm. a special, they'll spin it down, send it to a lab, which prepares them in such a way that they will differentiate into the right thing. Because these are what are called pluripotential cells. They yeah. have the potential 
to grow into anything. Yeah. So which the, can kind of be dangerous. Which got because exactly he was saying like they have the potential to grow into collagen, which is what you want in your joint to yeah. you know refresh your meniscus or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they also have the potential to grow into muscle. They have the potential to grow in fibrotic tissue. Yeah. That it's sort of you know you, you pays your money and just takes your chances. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, the future of stem cells is this specialized conditioning of the stem cells. And then they're also uh, usually uh, delivered in a scaffolding that can be placed in, that they grow in, like a kind of a scaffolding. So it's your own cells that you're getting back, but they have been directed to grow uh -huh. into, in effect, new tissue wow. that actually can cushion your joints. So. What That's a lot exciting. Of these, That's encouraging. What, I call them stem cell stem cell chop shops, okay? Because they're let they let the, the deliver the stem cells to you via van to your yeah. home. It's like no, but, because the, all it is is they're drawing it out, spinning it down, and shooting it back into you, and then they charge thousands of dollars with the vague prospect that this is going to help you, uh, and that's not been rigorously demonstrated. Now, when a top yeah. orthopedist at Yale says we're doing this, this is a brand new technique. It's going to get better and better. So please, folks, be patient while stem cell technology advances. I assure you that in five or ten years, we will have plausible stem cell therapies to restore vision, to restore hearing. That's very exciting. Make your hair grow back. Wow. You know, to that's a big one. Uh, to regenerate heart tissue that's damaged after heart attacks. Look at that. Uh, you know, can undo the heart liver disease. tissue, etc., etc., etc. Fantastic. Instead of a transplant. Uh, yeah, or but now what he also said was there's this thing called PRP, which is they just draw your blood and they spin it down, they give you platelet rich plasma. He says this is kind of like a poor man's stem cell. He says it's it is not as targeted, uh -huh. but it's kind of a and I, I chimed in and I said, Well it's kinda of like chicken soup for your cells, right? It's it is platelet rich plasma which has a lot of regenerative factors mm -hmm. and you can use that in areas where there's trouble, like you got a bum shoulder, try to shoot it with platelet-rich plasma. They mm -hmm. do this in the scalp, you know, to make your hair grow. I don't know, it's like a wow. wing and a prayer. Uh, they do this, uh, you know, in knees. Maybe you can do it to sort of plump up your cheeks, you know, okay. with PRP. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's that's I think more innocuous than stem cell, which a lot of it is shady, mm -hmm. and I think it's not ready for prime time. And maybe I I, sh I have written full-length articles on stem cells where yeah. I express my skepticism, um, but uh, I don't know, we may reprise it as one of my, yeah. my That's very exciting. least That's favorite very things. Okay. Yeah. But uh, look, there's great potential, but as with anything that has great potential, there's abuse. Right. You know. And it needs to be refined and reined in and uh yeah made safe ultimately so right? that being said we've got a few more to tackle but that's all the time we have for today yeah and so thank you Leila. and i want to wish uh, all our listeners a very very special holiday season yes uh, make it memorable and uh, remember the spirit of thanksgiving thanksgiving is about feeling a spirit of generosity and yes. thankfulness mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, count your blessings because you sure. live in a time where, by and large, we're safe, well-fed, have a right. lot of opportunities. 
right. mostly have freedom from uh, unpredictable violence. Yeah. And uh, it is a, you know, in the context of history, it is a miraculous time to be alive. That's true. Operate from abundance, not deficit. Right. Remember that. It's life-altering. Think of what we reframe. have. Think of what we have. Yeah. All right. With that said, thank you very much. Thank you, Layla. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We'll be back next week with another edition of Q&A with Layla. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This holiday season, don't miss out on your chance to stock up on your favorite supplements during the Black Friday Cyber Monday sale at my online Fullscript Supplement Dispensary. November 24th through 28th, five days only, get 10% off and free shipping on my entire inventory of top supplements at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere, the very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. It's the safest and most convenient way to purchase my curated supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast free shipping and optional refill reminders via text or email. It's safe, secure, and includes world-class customer service. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com for 10% off and free shipping for five days only from November 24th through 28th. Reinvest in your wellness goals with savings on my favorite supplements. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. drhoffmanstore.com